0: Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve
1: Mitchell. Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize this assignment's going to end up with my saving a guy's life by punching them right in the face. Morning, Commissioner. Ruth said you wanted to see me. I do, Steve. What's the deal this time? The Ketnik talks. He does? No, it is. Hey, what is this, a vaudeville routine? Hey, yeah, you'll run first. How am I doing? Well... I ah, look, you better start from the beginning, Steve, huh? Steve, uh, tomorrow representatives of two Balkan countries are to meet in the border town of Ketnik. And don't start that again. To engage in some informal but highly important talks. To see if they can't iron out some of the difficulties that exist between them. Sounds like a good idea, Commissioner. Maybe more countries should do a thing like that, eh? Ordinarily, it would be a good idea, Steve. But there are two factors present in the situation that give the whole thing a slight aroma. Uh, uh, what do you mean? In the first place, one of these countries, let's call it Country A, is controlled by interests which have a long-standing reputation for not wanting to smooth things out. I see. Not only that, according to our information, they have their eyes on Country B and would like some excuse to move in. Well, granted that these ethnic peace talks don't smell so sweet under those circumstances, what business is this about? ours?
0: Ordinarily, it wouldn't be.
1: But General Traska, the representative from country A... Has contacted us undercover and wants to talk to one of our agents. You've been elected. What does he want to talk about? We don't know, except that whatever it is, he insists on complete secrecy. I don't like it, Commissioner. It could be some sort of a trick. I don't like it either, Steve, but we've got to go along with it and find out what General Traska has on his mind. Why? Because he's offering us bait we can't refuse. The return of File 72 with a seal unbroken. What? That's right. As you know, File 72 is a plan of our troop dispositions in Europe. It was stolen from this country two weeks ago. But how did General Trasker get his hands on it? Who knows? And at this point, who cares? It's vital that we get that file back, Steve. Okay, how do I go about it? Well, here's the schedule. General Trasker is flying his own plane across the border to Kepnik sometime tomorrow night. The next day, he's holding a press conference. You're going to attend the General's press conference, posing as a foreign correspondent. When you ask the General a certain question, that will identify you to him. Sounds like quite a lot of hocus-pocus. The General insists on absolute secrecy. And as I said before, we'll have to go along with them for the time being. Now, Steve, get over to Ketby and find out what's on General Trasker's mind. And most important, bring File 72 back with you. Well, I said, you've got your assignment. Good luck.
0: National Broadcasting Company is presenting transcribed Dangerous Assignments, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you'll find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment.
1: Sure, I've got my assignment. Just a simple matter of dropping in on a trouble spot in the Balkans and arranging a secret talk with an unfriendly general right under the noses of several assorted diplomats, cops, and correspondents. A real cinch. It's Tuesday when the plane gets to Ketnik and I head for Joseph's tobacco shop.
2: Good morning, sir. Good
1: morning. You Joseph? Yes. You would perhaps
2: like to look at some of my choice pipe tobacco?
1: Yes, I would. If you've got any set aside for Steve Mitchell.
2: Steve Mitchell. You know, sir... Yes, a strange thing about names. What? Well, look at all these cans of tobacco on my shelves. Hmm? Each one has a name. Probably selected at random and put on them.
1: You're asking what's in the name,
2: huh? I am simply suggesting that they mean very little. Mm. The name is for anyone who cares to use. Oh? Well, these credentials I. Uh, I see. You understand, of course, that Men in my position cannot afford to take chances. Yeah. Okay. What's the deal, Joseph? General Prescott will hold the press conference in his hotel room in one hour. He will be smoking a pipe. At the end of the conference, you will ask him what kind of tobacco he's smoking. Tobacco? Yes. You will add that it smells good. He will reply that it is his own private mixture and that he will give you a sample. Okay, I've got it. Then he will arrange a private interview with you. If you wish to transmit a report of the interview of your commissioner, bring it to me and I will take care of it for you.
1: Okay.
2: Thanks, Joseph.
1: I'll check with you later. Good morning. Hi. Is this General Trasker's room? Yes. The general is inside. Thanks. One moment, please. What's the matter? Why do you wish to see the general? What's it to you? I assure you it is a great deal to me. You will please answer my question. But before I start answering questions, I'd like to know who's asking them. I am Captain Riki of the military. Oh, I see. Most members of the military wear uniforms. On certain occasions, it is better not to. Now you will please tell me why you wish to see General Truska. He's holding a press conference, and I'm a newspaper correspondent. Your credentials, please. Here you are, Captain. So, Steve Mitchell, Trans-Ocean News Service. Well, they appear to be genuine. Appear to be? (laughs) Brother, you're really a cautious guy, aren't you? In the present situation, caution is essential, Mr. Mitchell. Just what is the present situation, Captain? One of extreme tension between my country and the country represented by General Trasker. I have been selected as the general's bodyguard while he is a guest of this country. I see. Well, if you'll quit bodyguarding that door, I'd like to get in on that press conference. Of course. I'll probably be seeing you. You may count on that, Mr. Mitchell. As long as this conference is in session, you will be seeing me frequently. And so, in conclusion, gentlemen of the press, I would like to say simply that I came to this country as a representative of my government in peace. We seek nothing more than a friendly understanding that would pave the way toward a lasting brotherhood between our two countries. Are there any more questions? Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, General Trasker. Yes? I wonder if you'd mind telling me what kind of tobacco you're smoking. It smells good. Uh, not at all, sir, not at all. It happens to be my own private mixture. But I would be glad to give you a sample, of it. Thanks a lot, General. It's, it's no trouble, no trouble at all. General Traska ushers the other correspondents out the door. I start to hang back, but he gives me a slight shake of the head. I see why. Captain Ricky out in the hall is counting noses as the reporters leave, so I go down into the lobby and wait. Five minutes later, the general comes down and goes over to one of the house phones. I follow him. He picks up the receiver but holds the hook down with his finger. I do likewise to the phone next to him. Keep your back turned to me, Mitchell. Okay. You got file 72, general? Yes. Is the seal still unbroken? Yes. Okay, what's on your mind? You and your country are businessmen, Mitchell. I certainly would approve of my little plan. That all depends on what your little plan is, General. Let us say that your country is not in sympathy with the form of government which now exists in my country across the border from here. I guess you can safely say that, all right? So what? So perhaps the form of government in my country could be changed. Well, who's going to change it? I am. You? Let's have that again. My plans have been completed for weeks. I have came in in certain spots, and I will have a major part of the army behind me. You know, a thing like your planning could get pretty bloody. The end justifies the means. Oh? Just what kind of government are you planning to install in your country? I and my followers are tired of these bungling, mediocre bureaucrats who have been running our country. What we need is a strong leader, one who will rule with an iron hand. I am that leader. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to me I've heard this tune before a few times. You think your brand of government would give your citizens any more liberty than what they've got now? I am not here to discuss philosophies of government with you to make to you a business proposition. The return of file 72 in return for our support, huh? You? Precisely. Look, General, you ought to know my government better than that. You ought to know they don't go in for supporting Mitchell, may I remind you once more that this is a business transaction... There is little room in the world, Dave, for ethics. One must be practical. Rest assured whether I give you your 572 or not depends on your answer to my proposition. I see. Well, uh, look, General, I don't have any power to give you an answer on a thing like that. I'd have to check with my boss. I cannot give you much time, Mitchell. How much? Twelve hours. No more. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Twelve hours, Mitchell.
0: you'd be calling me direct, Steve.
1: Is anything wrong? Yeah. The man who was going to carry the message suddenly went out of business. You see,
0: did you contact the party? Yeah.
1: Let's put it this way. He wants to take over the corporation he works for and he wants our help.
0: I understand. You know, of course, that it's against the policy and ethics of our corporation to support a transaction like that. That's what I
1: told him. But unless we do, he says he won't turn over that little item to us. I told him I'd transmit his proposition to you. Yeah, I already knew what the answer would be, but I had to stall for time. Yeah, this is bad, Steve. You've got the pressure on me. Yeah, if I could only... Hey, wait a minute. You know, Commissioner, pressure can sometimes be reversed.
2: What do you mean?
1: Well, it just occurred to me the officials of the corporation he works for wouldn't like his plan much if they were to find out about him. I might use that as a sort of a lever on him.
0: That's a good hunch. Go to work on it. Right.
1: Hello? 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 The phone's dead. It's obviously been cut. I ease over to the window, and there are loose wires dangling. Then I hear someone at the front door, so I slip out the back door and head for General Trasker's hotel. It looks like somebody's on the general. That means I've got to move fast. Just as I'm entering the lobby, there's a commotion on the street outside. A few cops are wrestling with a guy, and I think I spot Captain Ricky among them. I go on up to the general's room, but... He doesn't answer my knock. The door is unlocked, so I go on. There's a figure sitting in a chair. I think it's the general, but I can't be sure because he looks like he's been worked over with a crowbar, and he's very dead. I give the room a fast frisk, but 572 is nowhere in sight. I run down to the lobby and over the phone, but just as I pick up the receiver, somebody slides their thumb over the hook. Who are you calling? Get your thumb up. Oh, Captain Ricky. Captain Ricky, who are you calling? As a matter of fact, you. Oh, why? Oh, no reason in particular. Just a little matter of General Traska being murdered. What? Yep, I thought you might be interested. Being his bodyguard, pretty careless as you were. Maybe, was it a little more than just carelessness? Mr. Mitchell, I warn you, I have too much on my mind right now to have any patience with the morbid inventions of a cheap journalist. Oh, so I'm just imagining the whole thing, huh? Well, if you'd be kind enough to step upstairs, I'd be glad to show you my morbid invention, sitting in a chair with his head bashed in. Very well. For the moment, I will indulge your imagination. Come, we will visit the General's room. Here we are. Yep, here we are, Ricky. Now we'll see whether I'm imagining things or not. There he is, sitting right... Hey, he's gone. But of course... What do you mean, but of course? I tell you, I saw him sitting in that chair dead, not five minutes ago. I think you have carried your little game far enough, Mitchell. Look, truth, it's no game. I tell you. And now I tell you. Fifteen minutes ago, General Traska left this hotel and he was very much alive. Why? I personally saw him into his car and sent two of my men with now, him. Look. So obviously he could not have been murdered in this room when he is alive somewhere else. Just a minute. In I... other words, Mitchell, this entire thing was only a figment
2: of your imagination. Oh.
0: Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Whether it's comedy, music, or drama you're after, you'll find it on The Big Show tomorrow. The dynamic Tallulah is your hostess, and her guests include Fred Allen, Jimmy Durante, Vivian Blaine, Jane Morgan, and Rudy Valley. You're invited every Sunday to The Big Show. And tomorrow also means a one hour adaptation of F. Scott Fitzgerald's exciting novel, This Side of Paradise, presented by Theater Guild on the Air and starring Richard Widmark and Nina Foch. <laughs> You are listening to Dangerous Assignments, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Well,
1: right now it looks like I've got no friends at all in this deal. Captain Ricky lied about General Traska. Why? Maybe the boys in Traska's country found out the general was trying to double-cross him and killed him. Ricky could be in league with them, and he might even be the boy who knocked off Traska. At any rate, I know I can't tell Ricky who I am and why I'm here now. I go down to the lobby and check with the desk clerk. He says he saw General Traska leave the hotel 20 minutes ago. So he's lying, too. Great. I head for the bar to think things over, and then I hear a little gent telling the bartender about a big street fiesta going on down the block and about the general making a speech there. I collar the guy, and he swears he really saw General Traska there just five minutes ago. So I go down the street. A big deal with music dancing. General Doop-de-Doo. I stopped a couple of dancers and asked them if the general was really there. Yeah, yeah.
2: The general, he made a big speech to us. He left just a minute ago. Yeah, we all saw you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Mr. Mitchell. A- huh? Who are you? I am an entirely at the hotel. I have information for you. What about General Traska?
1: Look, if you're going to tell me you saw General Traska a few minutes ago, say that. But I. Hey, that this whole town is against me or else I really did imagine things. At this point, I'm beginning to wonder... I
2: assure you, you, Mr. Mitchell, you are not imagining things. What? I did see General Prescott leave the hotel. What? he was being carried out by the police. And he was quite dead.
1: Well, so I have got one friend after all. Or have I? What do you mean? Why are you telling me this, Anton?
2: <laughs> well, You see, sir, a a porter at the hotel makes very little
1: money and... I get it. Okay, you just got yourself a ten buck raise.
2: Here. Thank you, Mr. Mitchell.
1: Well, what else can you tell me?
2: Only that shortly before they took the general's body from the hotel, they arrested the man and took him to jail.
1: Yeah, I remember now. As I entered the hotel, I saw Ricky's boys wrestling with a guy out front. Okay, thanks, Anna. I'll see what I can find out at that jail. What do you wish? You in charge here, sergeant. Yes. Why? I understand you arrested a man near the hotel earlier this evening. I know nothing of Sergeant Lavey. Now look. As you see, there is no such entry here in the records. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But do you mind if I take a look back there in the cell block? No, you can go in there without a pass. Hey, uh, who issues the passes? Captain Ritchie. Oh, great. Will there be anything else? Just guess... now. Nah, nah. Hey, what's all that noise? Sounds like it's coming from one of the cells. <laughs> That sergeant goes around and heads for the back of the joint, I'm right after him. Then you see what causes all the noise. Two guards in one of the cells are cutting down a guy who just tried to hang himself. Then I recognize the guy. He's the same one Ricky and his boys arrested outside the hotel at the time of General Trasker's murder. At this point, the sergeant remembers me and politely but firmly ushers me out of the jail. I start walking down the street, and all of a sudden, I've got company. If you don't mind, I will walk with you away, Mitchell. Well, Captain Ricky. That was an interesting little sight I just witnessed in your jail. Interesting sight? I'm afraid I do not understand. No, no, of course not. I mean the gent who just tried to hang himself. Oh, that's just a harmless drunk. We had him taken to the prison hospital. Just a harmless drunk, huh? Funny. I'd swear it was the same guy you arrested outside General Trasker's hotel right after he was murdered. Excuse me, I mean right after I saw a figment of my imagination sitting in a chair, dead. For your information, Mitchell, I understand that General Truska has suddenly decided to fly back to his own country. Oh? Which brings me to the point. What's that? You are a reporter, and a reporter without news is of no use to anyone. So? So there is no longer any news here in Kitnik. Oh, maybe I suddenly like it here. The conference has been canceled. The general is leaving. I should think there would be other places where you could find much more news to write about. Okay, I got the message. And if I don't get out of town... It would be unfortunate if you had to write a story about an accident, Mitchell. My own, of course. The next train leaves in one hour, Mitchell. I sincerely hope I will not see you here in Kipnik after that. So, now I've got just one hour to find File 72. That means I've got to find out what they did with General Trask's body. Then I think of Anton, the little hotel porter. Maybe I can get some information out of him. I'll get his address from the desk clerk and go over.
2: Yes, what? But... Mr. Mitchell, I... what are you doing here at this hour?
1: I want to talk to you, Anton.
2: But, but, but the late.
1: Look, are you still interested in increasing your salary?
2: But of course. Here's another 10. So what
1: do you wish to know? You say you saw the police take General Traska's body out of the hotel? Yes, also his clothing and briefcase. Do you have any idea where they took him? Why, no, no, none no, at no. all.
0: Here's him. You must help me. you
1: fool. Hey, this is the guy
2: who tried to hang himself in jail. Drovich, I could kill you for your stupidity. You must protect me, Anton. I pretended to attempt a suicide knowing you would take me to the hospital. I escaped from there, but now the police are turning the city upside down to find me. Hey, what's this Shut all up, about? This man is a newspaper correspondent. I don't care what he is. You must protect me. It was on your orders I killed the general. Drovich! You had me brought across the border when we learned that the general was going to betray us. You said you would protect me, but now I see you never intended to. No! I'm not. no I'm not. And you next richel,
1: Zarian. Hey, right where you are, Mitchell. Drop that gun. Well, Captain Ricky. I said drop it. Okay. I sort of expected to see you around here along about now. And I am not surprised to see you here. You had Tovich killed General Traska. Now, he has outlived his usefulness, so you kill him. Look, (laughs) that's a pretty neat attempt to cover up, but it won't work, Ricky. Anton there on the floor killed Tovich, and he was about to do likewise to me when I jumped him. It does not matter who killed Tovich. Your plan to create an incident over the killing of the general will not work. I have kept his murder a secret so far, and it will remain a secret. Incident? Look, I don't follow you. It is obvious. Your interests learned that General Traska was trying to betray you. You have also been looking for an excuse to start trouble with my country. Here was a golden opportunity to accomplish both things at once. You had Trasca killed here in my country, then sought to make it public, hoping this would create an incident which might provoke war. So that's why you've been keeping the murder a secret. I guess that's one for the book. You've been thinking I was working with those interests, and I've been thinking the same thing about you. It is more than a thought about you. It is a fact. I think it's about time we laid a few cards on the table, Ricky. Or, should I say, credentials. Here, take a look.
0: It will do you no good to sh-
1: Wait. Yeah, that's what I mean. United States government. That's right. When you started lying about Traska's murder, I thought you were working with the killers. That's why I didn't show you those credentials before. I, uh, I, I owe you an apology, Mr. Mitchell. That's okay. And I must say you did a good job of briefing your citizens about covering up the killing. I was beginning to think that I really was crazy until I met Anton. Now I see why he wanted me to know Traska really was dead. He figured I was a reporter and would make headlines out of it. I still do not understand your interest in this matter. It's very simple. General Traska had in his possession a document stolen from my country, file 72. I've got to get it back. I guess now that'll be pretty simple. You've probably got Traska's body hidden somewhere. If you just take me there, I'll go through his papers and find the thing, and then my job is done. I, uh, I'm afraid it's not that easy, Mitchell. What do you mean? I told you earlier in the evening that General Traska had suddenly decided to fly back to his own country. Now, don't start that again. Well, Traska is dead. Yes, yes, I know. But we are going to make it look like that murder was an accident and that it took place in Traska's own country. How? At this moment, one of our pilots is taking off in Traska's plane with Traska's body. Just before he crosses the river which marks the border, he will make a low-altitude parachute jump. Traska's plane will crash into some low hills on the other side of the border. But what about that document I'm after? I placed Traska's briefcase in his plane myself. Untouched. I wanted all his papers to be in order. Oh, great. That means... Wait. Maybe I'm in the clear after all. The plane crashes, bursts into flame, and the document is destroyed. No, no. The the pilot will cut the switch before he jumps. Hmm? We want Traska's body to be in good enough condition so that positive identification can be made. Then I'm heading for the wreckage of that plane. Mitchell, are you
0: crazy? Are you insane? It would mean crossing the border and trying to escape detection by their patrols.
1: Don't worry, I know exactly what it means. Then you must not. I also know I was sent over here to get file 72 and I'm going to get it. But Mitchell... How shall I find that wreckage? You you, you cannot make it alone. Then I'll find out. Are you determined to go? What do you think? I think I had better go with you. Come. pile into Ricky's Jeep and head to the river, which marks the border. The airport is back about 15 miles, so it looks like it's going to be a dead heat. And it is. Just as we pull up at the river, we hear a plane overhead, the engine is cut, and we see a parachute billowing out. The plane goes into a glide, heading straight for the hills across the river. Clash, Yeah. Hey, how deep is this river? We will have to swim it. This area of the border is not heavily guarded. It will take their patrols about fifteen minutes to get to the scene of the plane crash. 15 minutes. It'll take us ten of them to get across the river. Okay, come on. Start swimming, well brother. There is the wreckage of the plane on the rise ahead of us, Mitchell. Yeah. No one in sight either. Good. We must work fast. I've certainly heard the sound of the crash and we'll send the patrol. Here we are. The fuselage is still pretty much in one piece. Let me pry this door off the right All right. Uh, there. well, there's the general's body, all right. Where'd you put his briefcase? Uh, behind the seat. Okay. Brother. This plane is really torn apart. You got a flashlight, Ricky? Yes. Bring it in here. I can't see a thing. Very well. Watch it. Uh, there's a lot of jagged metal around. Yes, yes, I, I see it. Okay. Flash your light around that. Wait a minute. There's the briefcase. Hurry up, Mitchell. Hold the light steady.
0: There.
1: You see it? Not yet, but it's going to be in here with those papers someplace. Huh? Wait a minute. Heard it. Is. Okay. Now let's get out of here. Mitchell. What is it? I hear voices. What? Wait a minute. I'll take a look out of one of the holes in the side of the plane. Oh, brother. Who is it? Two soldiers and they're heading this way. Mitchell, if they discover us here, the whole plane will be ruined. Yeah, we'll also be slightly dead. Let's get out of the plane. Too late. We're too close, they'd see us. But what will we get do? Get back towards the tail, let's get down. Get down. Keep quiet. They'll see us.
0: Quiet? Well, this looks like one of our planes, Dimitri. Uh, shine your light in the window and we will see who. It's General Traska. General Traska. Stay on guard here, Dimitri. I will report this at once. Yes, sir.
1: Mitchell, we are
0: done for now.
1: We cannot escape with the soldiers standing guard near the plane. Sooner or later, they will discover us. Yeah. Looks like we're cooked unless. Wait a minute. What is it? Oh! Mitchell, you fool! Why did you hit me? Lieutenant!
0: Lieutenant! See, he
2: got us! Quiet! The general is still alive! What? I just let him drown. Cool, Killen. Help me get him out. You must get him to the doctor at
0: once. Yes. There. Now, help me carry him. Hurry!
1: Well, I must admit, you are a resourceful man, Mitchell. Looks like the coast is clear. Okay, let's we'll slip out the other side of the plane and head back to the river. Mitchell, one thing bothers me. What is it? Why didn't you just groan yourself instead of hitting me? I wanted to make it sound convincing. Hmm. I am not convinced. Ah, you're a skeptic. One moment. What is it now? Just this. <laughs> hey, what's the thing? Now I am convinced. I do groan much better than you. All right, come on. Let's get out of here, you
0: Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Jondo with music by Robert Armbrister and is transcribed, produced, and directed by Bill Karn. Others in today's cast were Tony Barrett, Paul Duboff, Raymond Burr, and Don Diamond. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another dangerous assignment. (laughs) chimes mean good times on NBC. Tomorrow there's fun for you with two delightful families, Mr. and Mrs. Blandings and the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Now here's a reminder. Don't forget to support your Red Cross and give as much as you can. When you give to the Red Cross, your gift is a lift to our fighting men. Now I'll hear Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X on NBC.